Welcome to Verified Rx, your prescription for success. Brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. Vizient Pharmacy Vision Awards celebrate the values and achievements of our pharmacy members. I'm Gretchen Brummel, Pharmacy Executive Director in the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence, and your program host. With me today are two of the winners of the Mark Johnson Excellence in Pharmacy Analytics Award. Dr. David Aguero, Director, Medication Systems and Informatics, and Dr. Ben Moore, Pharmaceutical Data Analytics Coordinator, both at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Welcome to both of you. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thank you. Super excited. First of all, congratulations on your award. We were really excited to get selected for this award. It's something that not just our analytics team, but the customers that we serve were really jazzed about when we learned The winner of this award applies analytics to drive high-quality care and performance improvement in the practice of pharmacy. This category focuses on the development and creative use of analytics applications to provide insights, business value, and drive meaningful change. David, tell me about the Pharmaceutical Services Informatics Analytics team at St. Jude. I'll start with some background on St. Jude in case any of our listeners aren't familiar. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, located in Memphis, Tennessee, is one of the largest pediatric research hospitals in the world with a mission to cure pediatric cancer and other catastrophic diseases. A bit about the institution itself, grants and donations allow St. Jude to entirely fund the care that it provides so researchers, clinicians, and families can focus on high-quality care without the constant worry of how to pay for it. Children may remain with St. Jude as patients for years as they go through treatment and participate in research studies. The hospital wants to ensure that no matter where they are, they always get the care that they need. And that's where analytics really comes into play. Yeah, our analytics team is a federated team within our pharmacy department. We really work hand in hand with our centralized analytics and IT team to help meet our customers' needs. And so we work directly with directors of our different service lines, their managers, and then also collaborating really closely with the frontline staff, the technicians and pharmacists doing the day-to-day operations. As a leader, I get really excited when I watch Ben work with the centralized analytics team. Ben is our coordinator on the pharmacy side. It's a really strong clinical pharmacist. He understands our workflows, understands what we're trying to accomplish in the department. And so he can help that centralized team as an informaticist connect directly with our customers and meet their needs. That's part of what we do here in the department. Thank you for that great background and foundation. Ben, how have you built your governance structure at St. Jude? When I got to St. Jude in 2019, we recognized a need to formalize and have a pharmaceutical data analytics committee. It's a committee that meets once a week, and we prioritize the different data requests that come into our pharmacy department. If a frontline staff member needs specific data on how often a medication is administered, we triage those requests specifically through our pharmacy department while still partnering with our centralized IT team for other larger requests. What we found was it was so impactful is that we had a representative from each of our different pharmacy service lines, outpatient pharmacy, our retail pharmacy, our clinical specialist division. And it was important for us to get their buy-in and attend weekly. It's actually pretty amazing. And I think that speaks to how engaged our pharmacists are in getting their data and how they really want to see our department become more data-driven focused. It's actually a very exciting committee to be a part of at St. Jude. 
We actually call that committee our Pharmaceutical Data Analytics Committee. In our department, every staff member reports up through a member on this committee. These are the senior leaders of our department and two external stakeholders, one from our centralized team and one from our research team. They attend 85% plus past two and a half years, which admittedly has blown my mind. I never thought we would have had that strong attendance as we got our program off of the ground. They attend for 30 minutes once a week, either as active participants or watching to see what's happening with the department's data. All the requests are funneled through those senior leaders, and it's been transformative to watch. It's an easy sell because they want to be aggressive with their data. That group really exists for four reasons. To review and make recommendations to our team, the pharmaceutical services informatics team, the analytics portion of it, regarding approval and denial of request recommending prioritization of individual requests or series of requests based on criteria. When we get a ticket for a data request that can't be self-serviced, it has a score attached to it based on the review of the request. Reviewing and recommending or sponsoring review of those requests or changes to policies and processes to improve the management of our medication data is a third priority of that group and approving our analytics strategy revisions year to year. We get together and update that typically two to three times a year to see where we are from a SWOT analysis perspective, where we are in our fiscal year goals, and how we fit into our current institutional plans. That's definitely an impressive structure, cadence, and engagement that you have with that group. David, what was the problem your team was trying to solve that led to this work? So in 2018, we had a full-scale audit of our department, an external audit focused on how we were providing value for the institution and for its mission. I think that was challenging for some of us at the senior leadership level. We were able to really see where we were and where we were not providing value, where we needed to improve. And while our team, the informatics team, was responsible for implementing automation and different technologies to support the department, we were not responsible for analytics. We didn't have an embedded service line And frankly, we had to get into a queue with our centralized analytics team when we needed to solve a problem. And that wasn't helping us be aggressive with our data as a department. Frankly, we have a business within a business to run as a pharmacy department. And not being able to access that data with a cost center like pharmacy is not acceptable. That audit gave us an opportunity to pitch the need for an internal service line. And that was really where the start of Ben's position came into play. When Ben joined us, we were able to start to complete and execute on a 10-point strategy that was approved by our senior leaders as well as our executive sponsors. I believe it was the CFO. With that FTE and some realignment of the resources that existed previously, we were able to, one, put a survey out to our customers, all of those who'd requested data or who'd voiced concerns, augment our strategy, get it approved, and one by one hit on the different points of that strategy. It took us, I think, 17 months to hit every point of that strategy. We were able to hit seven of 10 within the first six months. I've got to tell you, it was a wild ride. It was so much fun. We came so far so quickly with Ben's expertise and his leadership for the team members that he's supporting. A big mantra of mine is you can't improve what you don't measure. You first have to unlock or get access to the data. That was really a big part of the initial work was just we're doing this thing. We need to be able to track it and we need to be able to look back and retrospectively review how we're doing so we can improve. I can't stress it enough. Getting data access is just so important. It's always exciting to see successful justification of new pharmacy services and support. Ultimately, what did you want to accomplish with this project? 
it's funny when I think about this, I think of that internet meme, all the things, which clearly it has to be much more sophisticated and direct than that. But on a day-to-day basis, when you don't have structure, it feels like that's what you're up against. You're trying to deal with all the things data. Let's focus on one particular example, inventory management, supply chain management, since it often drives the actual business of pharmacy. And if it's not kept in check, it can be a huge risk to a department. We needed to make sure that we not only had the necessary medications on hand, but that we were tracking what was in and used by our automation systems, what was being managed in our automation to predict demand and ensure that every patient has the right medication available when they need it. Keep in mind, we're a pediatric research hospital, which means the majority of our patients are on protocols. We have the opportunity to leverage more consistent data to be able to keep our inventory in check. Additionally, we have through our curation and our warehousing of any disparate systems, we have a full scale perpetual view of our inventory at any given time. I believe it's refreshed four times a day. And so we're able to see where those medications are and move them in real time to support patient care. In addition, it's great to be able to see that, but we need to act on it to create value. We need to be able to get that necessary information to our frontline providers and pharmacists to ensure that our processes and supply chain function like they should. We get a delivery onto campus from our primary wholesaler twice a day. If we know what's needed for the day and it's a formulary product, we can still get it for our patient if it's not a product that's directly on shortage. And if it is on shortage, then we need to make sure we're communicating with those frontline providers when it can be obtained and what needs to be done in the interim. That visibility and acting on data is so important in achieving our mission. A big part of what David was saying is before we went about this project, we had a bunch of different data across multiple different clinical systems. So we had our inventory management system, we had medication carousels, we had wholesaler information, and they were all these different disparate data sources. And one of the big things that we accomplished was creating dashboards and creating an environment where we could combine all this data and be able to analyze it all together. Yeah, it's nice to have that collated to be able to enhance your responsiveness. What were some of your approaches to address some of these issues? After we knew what our baseline strategy would look like, I think we originally had eight goals that we wanted to accomplish. The first thing we wanted to do was to get a survey to those people that we were providing customer service to internally and externally. We actually hired a third party to assist us with that and disseminate it because we wanted to be completely unbiased as we augmented our strategy. It was painful, frankly, to see the results that were coming from that survey. Ben takes no responsibility in that. He helped fix the problem. It was extremely helpful to be able to understand where we believed we were targeting the problems correctly and where we needed to change our direction, because this is truly about taking data and creating meaningful change. That's when we originally established the Pharmaceutical Data Analytics Committee, and that's how we targeted who needed to be included in the review and provisioning process. At this point, we have guidelines where, based on those scores, Ben and the team that he leads can move forward with requests if they fall within certain parameters. We don't have to wait for an actual meeting to get started on any of these requests, but they need to be reviewed and our leaders need to buy into how the data is being used. Because truly, the different service lines within the department own the data and the access to the data that they're creating. If we give data to another department or information created off of that data and our CEO or our CFO goes to the leader of the service line and asks questions, if they're not aware of that data moving back and forth and buying into the provisioning of it, then rather than making a friend, we've just made an adversary. And that's true both within the department as well as to our external stakeholders as well. 
we found that this has helped us create a community within the data analytics group at St. Jude, not just within pharmacy, but among other federated teams like compliance, strategic planning, pathology, and the group goes on. It's really helped us build a coalition. I take it back to that survey. That is really the, the primary tool that served us in augmenting our strategy. The strategy being the primary tool, the team itself, the FTEs, actually carrying out the strategy and that analytics committee overseeing the strategy and the team. So it's really a three-legged stool or a, a Venn diagram, if you will. The data strategy itself, along with the analytics committee and the analytics team acting in alignment with the strategy and under the guidance of the committee. And part of that, too, is we created data governance as part of that committee. And a lot of the feedback we got from that survey was all about communication. You know, our leaders wanted to first and foremost know what data was available out there. And then, two, what is being shared internally and externally. They knew if, you know, medication data is making its way up to the C-suite, they were aware of it. They were informed of it and could speak to it. They knew where the data was coming from. They knew the KPIs, the metrics already. What we did as part of the committee is make sure that each request that comes to us has a pharmacist sponsor. So a pharmacist besides me is responsible for that request. If there's any questions, they understand the data inside and out and can speak to it. It goes back to communication and just getting that buy-in from the department as a whole. Early on when we started the team and provisioning requests, the analogy that comes to mind is that gate and the never-ending story where you have to travel to the gate to get to your destination. But on the one hand, you have to make sure that you're abiding by institutional research processes, IRB approval, making sure that we know how any research data is being used. And that's where the pharmacist sponsor comes into play. And on the other side of the gate, you have to make sure that you are on the upside of any institutional clinical processes, that the centralized analytics team knows what we're doing and that we're in alignment. Otherwise, we could cause risk for the department and the institution. We have to make sure we don't touch either sides of that wall as we go through the gate. At first, it felt like the gate was smaller than we were, but it's become extremely easy to navigate over time through building these partnerships. Tell me about some of the deliverables you were able to reduce as part of this work and really who are your end users? Our end users, from my perspective, are any St. Jude team members or stakeholders that want to consume data about medication use information. One of the deliverables that's been really exciting for me, we've talked about the engagement at the senior level within the department. But at the executive stakeholder level, the sponsors that we have that can assist us in accomplishing different objectives for our department, we have a dashboard that we can speak to within each of our service lines, supporting each of our service lines. But those go up to an executive dashboard once a month that goes to our CFO and our CMO. We know that they look at that data and they ask us questions about it. That attention, that real estate, that headspace is extremely valuable for our department in pushing pharmacy forward within St. Jude. There's an amount of confidence that comes with knowing you're communicating clearly what you're working on as a department to your executive sponsors. That's perhaps not the most valuable output, but one of the most exciting outputs, not just for us, but for pharmacy, because we need to be taken seriously within the C-suite at any given time. 
One of my favorite deliverables we were able to do as part of this work is creating data dictionaries for each of our service lines. And what I mean by that is like a document that clearly defines what these KPIs and metrics are, because it's one thing to be tracking something. It's another thing to really know what you're tracking. And so having clear definitions, we're talking about med administrations the same way. I'm talking about a turnaround time for our inpatient pharmacy. Everyone's aware and we're speaking the same language. We created training documents, which were key and instrumental for our department to be able to train our users to know how to use these different dashboards we created. They're only going to be impactful if our users know how to leverage them the most effectively. That was another key important thing that we did. Those real-time dashboards that support self-service analytics are so important to how we run the business of pharmacy. One other item I want to add, a standardized request triage and provisioning process for requests that come through the department has been extremely helpful as we've had additional initiatives, consultations, being able to walk external stakeholders through that process has been so helpful in terms of continuing to strengthen it longitudinally. Well, I really like the way you've organized this, and it's always exciting to hear about raising up pharmacy awareness to the C-suite level. As you've rolled this program out, what other opportunities have you discovered? The partnerships have been extremely helpful. And by that, I mean not just the internal St. Jude partners, but working closely with our wholesaler, our Vizient representatives. What are your thoughts, Ben? We really iterated forward and we call ourselves the St. Jude data analytics team. And we have a Teams channel where we just ask each other random questions and try to build out new tools across different departments. Yeah, it's grown a lot larger than just pharmacy. It's compliance, it's internal audit, it's our revenue partners. My favorite thing is until you get access to the data, and once we started to actually track and trend different metrics over time, it just opened up the world to like, what if we started tracking this? Or what if could we improve stockouts by looking at commonly used medications across different nursing units and how often and what are these different predictors of medication shortages? And so you start very small, but very quickly people start to ask different questions and it kind of just has a snowballing effect into creating something much more valuable and much more beautiful than what you started out with. That's so well said. And what's so exciting about what Ben is describing is that what do any of us want more as analysts than for our customers, for our stakeholders, for the pediatric clinical pharmacist to ask, what could I do with this data? Or how could I get to the bottom of this problem? When that curiosity is happening at the frontline staff level, great things happen. I can appreciate that. What have been some of the outcomes from this work? So did we talk about all the things yet? I'm just kidding when I say that. Let's focus on inventory efforts because those are tangible and they help us reallocate assets within the department. We were able to revitalize an NDC conversion strategy, purchase the best NDC associated with our contract and associated with an agreement with our wholesaler. And in one fiscal year, we were able to save an additional $2.75 million at WAC price. That spoke volumes to our C-suite. Additionally, we've been able to pursue a biosimilar strategy that we continue to tweak as we move forward. And I think we're already saving, oh, I'm looking at the data right now. I believe we've already saved $1.6 million fiscal year to date on that. A big part of us being able to save so much is just getting the awareness on the subject, right? Like we're converting these different NDCs. What other NDCs can we convert? You know, it becomes like you're trying to better yourself. Oh my goodness, this biosimilar just came out. We got to get notified as soon as these biosimilars hit the market at our wholesaler. That way we can start the process, the internal vetting of getting these approved by PNT. 
the more excited that you can get everyone about these different initiatives, the greater value you can get out of it. And so that's really where I've seen the benefit of it. I know that our pharmacogenomics team has been able to make some great use out of a dashboard that we've created for them in recent history. When I think about our clinical decision support group, we had a curious, a fun project where we took our clinical decision support alerts that would need to be built out into our new electronic health record to understand who are these alerts, who are their operational owners, who's the analyst owner, and do we really need it as we move forward into a new system? And that helps us with governance around clinical decision support going forward. Those are definitely some impressive outcomes, and we'll look forward to hearing more about your biosimilar work in the future. In your opinion, what really is the role of analytics in healthcare, specifically in pharmacy? Data analytics programs and pharmacy analytics programs should power a data strategy through increased customer and stakeholder engagement in supporting the creation and, frankly, the proliferation of key processes and procedures to maximize value because data is an asset. If we're not creating value with that data, if we're sitting on it, then we're really not achieving what we can as a profession. There's so much data throughout the whole pharmacy medication use process. Establishing a robust data analytics program definitely requires vision, governance, and buy-in from everyone involved. Analytics in pharmacy isn't just a buzz term. It's definitely here to stay. As technology advances, it's going to just even be a more central piece to running a pharmacy of the future. What are your future plans for the program? Our EHR transition and the suite of integrated tools offers us an amazing opportunity to provide improved self-service analytics, to upgrade our dashboards, and to continue to pursue prescriptive analytics. Some of the future plans for the program are spending less time cleaning and curating data and more time automating and pushing outcomes forward. How much can we automate with our data so we can spend more time actually like making the decisions and pushing the outcomes forward? A lot of time was spent up front to normalize the data and create data models. But these next few months and years really want to push our analytics program from being more descriptive to being more predictive. Really, for either of you, any advice you have for new practitioners or frontline pharmacy staff who want to get involved with a project like this? A well-balanced training experience, be it a PGY-1, PGY-2, or PGY-2 residency, an informatics fellowship, or a pharmaceutical fellowship, it really can't be underestimated. A time when you can really focus on growth and learning. Within pharmacy informatics, there are student interns and residents that are training today that don't realize this is where they're going to spend a large amount of their career. The amount of pharmacist analytics positions that are starting to be posted by my colleagues and by other leaders throughout the nation, it increases every year. This is an area of growth. There's so much out there as far as data analytics resources online, even through ASHP informatics advisory group that people can get plugged in. We're a community and we work the best when we're sharing ideas and collaborating together. And so I would just recommend get plugged in, find your group, find people that are doing what you want to do or doing things very similar to you and collaborate together. Great advice from both of you. Thank you. David and Ben, congratulations again, and thank you so much for joining us today to share your successes. Uh, It's been wonderful having you on. Thanks so much, Gretchen. Really appreciate it. Thank you again for everything. And to our listeners, please join us for more Verified Rx podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, and send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Verified Rx is your prescription for success and is brought to you by the Vizian Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. I'm Gretchen Brummel. Thanks for listening.